we all want to be high because, you know, we're self-medicating for our trauma. But when you dig into yourself and deal with yourself, then you're really not going to be looking for that. You just want to be healthy and sane. Lawan Stribling is the founder of Stribble District LLC and the baker behind Stribble Treats Homemade Sweets. She loves to bake and it is her craft. And she is not just self-proclaimed. She has countless first and second places with MJ Connect cook-offs, with DC Growers Cup, and Guru Awards. Lawan is also a wife, mom to six, and a holistic mental health advocate, philanthropist, and licensed daycare provider managing a 1,000-member group of families in search of affordable daycare. As a holistic health advocate and lobbyist, Lawan brings information to her community by way of Stribble District LLC, a platform she founded to advocate for equality, equity, inclusion, and justice. As a curse breaker and mental health advocate, Lawan founded Can a Woman Heal? to assist others to heal through the darkness we carry from our traumas. Lawan also donates her time as the deputy director of National Organization to Reform Marijuana Laws, the Maryland chapter, and she wants to eradicate the stigmas associated with the cannabis plant. She has an incredibly powerful story, and everyone listening will walk away feeling like they are so empowered to chase after their dreams and make it happen for themselves too. She is incredibly vulnerable, which I appreciate so very much. And she just had a lot of really great things to say around being a mother, around using cannabis as a crutch and recognizing that and knowing when to take a break and how to use it just the right way for your mental health and just general well-being. Mama Chill Club podcast exists to provide empowerment through education by stories of mamas, OGs, industry experts to help other moms learn about what cannabis can do for them and help us learn our bodies more too. And just given it, give a better day-to-day experience. We're running around with the kids stressed, you know, all the things, which I know you are completely in tune with. You have four kids. How old are they? I actually have six kids. It's four at home. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I have my oldest is he'll be twenty. He's twenty seven. He'll be twenty eight in September. And um, I have a bonus child. My stepson, he's sixteen. Um, our daughter is fifteen. Our twins is a boy girl. Are eleven, and our youngest daughter is eight, and she'll be nine in September. I mean, in August. You are a huge advocate in the community for moms specifically. How have you utilized cannabis? as a mom and as a parent and two parent? Well, I have two different stories of how I use cannabis. The beginning was, well, both of them is so it's for my medicinal purposes, but at the beginning I was using it to self-medicate from my depression and sadness. Um, and, uh, to keep me from killing myself. Mm -hmm. Um, there were individuals around me who were, you know, smoking this substance that I wasn't familiar with, but they were always laughing and giggling. And at the time for me, I was 17 years old and homeless and, you know, didn't really want to go on anymore. And I asked them to let me try it. And it took a while for them to go ahead and let me try it. But then finally I was given a shotgun and just this overwhelming feeling of giggles came (laughs) on me. I just couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, what is this? So but it helped me continue on and to finish, like push myself to finish school and just get up every day to keep moving. Right. But of course I didn't have access. Like, so it was hard to come by and 
I found myself in a situation, well, a situation that it wasn't too pleasant. So that it made me really rethink how I was going to do this cannabis thing to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, once I figured out how I can acquire it myself and learn how to roll and stuff like that, it just became my crutch yeah. <laughs> to keep going every day, right? So I used cannabis for a while from when I was 17 until 30, okay? And I took a break because I really needed to deal with myself, mm-hmm. like address why am I still sad and unhappy? Because, you know, I'm using this method here that's supposed to keep me happy and moving. But it wasn't. It was really stagnating me because I wasn't dealing with my own shit. Like, I wasn't dealing with the reasons why I was sad. And um, once I learned about that experience, like, to learn and educate, learn the process of self-care and taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't use it for many, many years because I needed to work on me. I had many kids, got married, ran into daycare. And I told my husband somebody was going to die. I mean, not seriously, but just my anxiety was all yeah. over the place. Yeah. You know, you have children, you have little people. Oh my gosh. So you're going from a house is like clean because it's just three of you. And now it's like <laughs> six of you. It was a lot to adjust to for someone like me who's used to a toddy area. And I just was going crazy. I wasn't sleeping because, you know, being a mom, yeah. you worry about, you know, your infant, if they're going to not, not breathe through the night or whatever. So. I had insomnia and just all these things were stressing me out. I suffered from postpartum depression, didn't even realize it at the time. So I, I talked to him since Maryland was be, um, legal for medical yeah. um, marijuana. I was like, how do you feel about me using cannabis again? Because, you know, he know I use it in the past. I just haven't yeah. used it as a relationship. So he was like, if it's going to get you to stop yelling at me and the kids, well, he said barking, but, you know, uh, yeah. try it out. Barking sometimes, too. Yeah. Barking, you know. <laughs> yeah. My return came back at, like, the end, like this, the vacation of 2018. So about August 2018 is when I started to use cannabis again. And it's so funny because I told my husband, don't ever let me do this again. We were in Jamaica. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, I haven't indulged in 12 years. Yeah. And I get to come across this fire that just took me out. Yeah. I commend you for putting in the work because I feel like it's so hard to even just step back and be self-reflective of like, I am not okay, instead of just band-aid, 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 band-aid. And to take a step back and be like, no, I actually need to go internal. Because that's the hardest part, like going into those dark spots inside ourselves and trying to figure out what, where even to go because there's no roadmap. Like, that is amazing that you were able to step back, reflect, and move through what you were going through. Um, and to be in a place that was so dark at, at so young and to be going through so much already, I mean, it's a blessing that you found cannabis. And um, I, too, had a similar experience the first time I tried it uh, in college or going into college. I couldn't stop giggling, too. I had the same thing. It's just like that happy feeling. It, I know I did a lot, but like the giggles were just the giggles. And were you looking for that giggly or were you looking for that like lightness, like at 17 and trying something and and knowing that you're using it to feel better and not to tune out, you know, like how, how did you go about that at 17? Well, you know, it's a wonder. Um, I just feel like, well, now that I'm, you know, tapped into like the spiritual world, I understand it was my ancestors guiding me, but I really didn't have any direction. Like you said, I had no one telling me what I needed to do. Yeah. So I just knew that without being sad, I had dreams, right? Like I have dreams and how do I get to these dreams? 
Mm-hmm. So that was really what was pushing me. Pushing. I had a son. Like, yeah. I was a young mom. I had him twelve days before I turned nineteen, and so I needed to have something to. I mean, he was there, and I needed to be able to be there for him because no one else would be there for him, and I didn't want him to be in foster care. I feel like as moms, like we have this special magic that we can tap into at any time because. Like like you, I, I really struffle, struggled with postpartum, and I had, like, the intrusive thoughts. We'd be driving, and I would just see something bad happening to him, even though he's strapped in his seat, and I'm sitting right next to him. I'm not even sitting in the front next to my husband anymore. I'm sitting in the back because I'm so freaked out with the driving. But we all have that magic in us to tap into where it's, like, the strength of moving a vehicle or just the strength of overcoming our thoughts or the strength of I'm not going to lose my son and – you tapped into that and you took care of it and to the to the extent that I know that you are doing some pretty incredible things now too with your bakery. Well, yeah, see, that was the return to cannabis. I mm-hmm. didn't know how to present smoking to my kids. Yeah. So, yeah. but all they offer is like gummies and stuff. I was like, I just frowned upon it because I don't I don't eat that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So when I went through, you know, my wellness journey, that also affected what I eat, right? So it's a lot of things that they were giving or allowing you to have um, as edibles that I just wasn't caring for. And so I just tapped into my skills. Um, I used to, you know, make cookies and brownies back in the day, but it's nothing like how I make it now because I've had years to cook and master my skill in the kitchen, so... It just was a great combination. I my, my husband had a neighborhood friend that was like the best friend growing up. And um, he's a chef and he also did infusions. So he kind of helped me understand the numbers because, you know, cannabis is way different now than it was oh in God. the 90s and 2000s. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he helped me with the numbers and understand dosages and stuff like that, because that was important to me. I wanted to know how much I would be ingesting. Like, I don't want to just be stuck on stupid and I need to function. Right. Yeah. So. I had to do a whole history lesson. I had to read books. I had to um, understand what cannabis was. And uh, that's how Stribble District got started because I thought I was going to be able to apply for a license in the state of Maryland. And so I was really ready until I read that application process and realized I didn't even, I couldn't even afford step one. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty, pretty grueling for anyone that doesn't know the process. Like just, just start anything in the industry. It's it's insane. Like I, the application's like a thousand pages, <laughs> literally, and yeah. The I don't mind the reading off. part; it's the money that's the issue. Because I'm like, this is for my wellness, and I know that it's for my well-being and the quality of my life and my family. Why do I have to go through all this just to have a business, right? Yeah. Um. So that was that's how I started. Shiba District LLC was born so that we can highlight the beauty in cannabis. So that was my bakery. And I came in as a cottage foods business, but Marilyn was like, you can't deal with cannabis and have a cottage business. So I had to separate the cannabis from the bakery. And that's how Stribble Treats was born. Okay. Okay. And where do you, where do you sell your treats now? Um, From home and at the farmer's market and anywhere other market I can go to usually like Selena in DC, but I'm here locally at my Greenbelt farmer's market um, twice a month. Okay. Awesome. I want to go back to the the depression and the struggle piece because that's something that a lot of moms talk to me. I actually had a friend uh, reach out to me a couple weeks ago and she's like, can you please talk to someone that 
is dealing with depression and being down and how they utilize cannabis to either start that self-work or to utilize it? Like, how, how should she ingest it? Like, what would you recommend to a mom who's like, I'm in a dark place, I'm really sad, I'm depressed? How can she utilize cannabis to move through that tar- dark time, whether it's postpartum or just a season of just sad or stuff's going on in her life? What would you say? This is a a, a packed question because it, it could be differences. It's, if, if it's someone who's already using cannabis mm-hmm. and they're still in the depression, that would be me when I realized that, you know, I was using the, the cannabis to hide my pains. Mm-hmm. So I really had to decide what I was going to do, whether I'm going to keep using this to hide my pains or deal with myself. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out why I was sad, like what was making me sad. And you really have to dig deep because it may not be something that happened yesterday. It could be something that's stemming from childhood. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had to address like all my foundational issues to where I got to where I am and move forward. So I decided at that time I didn't want to have anything I didn't want to take any drugs or anything. I didn't, I didn't really drink. So that wasn't an issue. So I decided to be free and clear so I could really deal with me. And that was a big step because cannabis was my best friend. Yeah. Like, really, real talk. Yeah. Every night after work, put my son down. It's time to roll my day, go to bed. You know, that's how I went to sleep every night. But I had to make a decision. Do I want to really get to the point of happiness or am I still going to use this as a crutch? Yeah. So I yeah. had to first address that. Um, and when I really got to, I I found a wonderful therapist, honestly, and, um, I didn't want to go to someone who was going to try to give me drugs. So I found a therapist and she helped me work through my problems. And once I realized why I was doing what I was doing, it helped me to better navigate my life, you know, and what I was going to do, the decisions I made. Um, my postpartum depression, I wasn't using cannabis then either, but I wish to God I did have cannabis at that time. I didn't use it either. And I wish <laughs> and I, I I'm like, yeah. I didn't know though, but I, I took the time to learn cannabis because you know, uh, Charlotte, Fiji with the CBD, right? So they had all this stuff on CNN. I'm a big documentary person. Like I watch documentaries till there's no end, right? And I'm like, this is amazing. So you can really use something and it's not going to be like a crutch. So there's other methods. There's other strains and cultivators, but we didn't know anything about that. We're all just smoking indica, okay? If you're in a dark place, I don't suggest anyone doing that, really, because this is going to make you sink further into that darkness if you're not dealing with yourself. And that's real talk. People don't want to have that conversation about the weed, but that's, that's real. Yeah, because it's not a band-aid. We can't use the weed as a band-aid or just to get through the day because those problems are always going to be there. And when you started to dive deep, were you journaling? Were you meditating? Were you going on walks, thinking? What were you doing? I had to go back to the things that I love to do. And that's what I tell people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I learned from my therapist. um, To basically turn off, like shut down what everyone has told you what you need to do with yourself and go back to what you enjoy doing and love doing. I always journaled. That was something I did throughout high school and young adult. So, yes, I journaled. I took, went back to going outside, being with nature. You know, like, I love the outdoors. So, I just, every time my son had practice, I would just make sure I'm out walking, you know, yeah. taking care of me again. Because I wasn't doing that. We become mothers and we just take care of our children, right? Yeah, and then we forget what we like, too. Right. We forget everything about ourselves. Yeah. Like, everything. So, once 
that process came along with therapy. She told me get back to exercising because I was an athlete mm-hmm. um, throughout high school and in my young years. I played soccer. She says, get back out there, do something. And just remembering the stuff that I love. Yeah. And it helped me to get on the path that I need to be on to where I am today. It's just remembering what I enjoy doing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's great advice because it's really hard. I, I have found that because, like, my husband will have the kids and be like, go do something for you. And I'm like, oh. Like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I want to read anymore. I don't want to just watch TV. Like, what am I really going to enjoy? Yeah, um, definitely not TV. Please, let's not even put that in there, okay? Right, <laughs> that is not something to, be to enjoy for yourself, okay? No. But real talk, you have to really go back to your childhood and, and remember the things that brought you joy when you were a kid and mm-hmm. do that. Because literally, that's what I do every day right now. Yeah. Music helped. I stumbled upon it, too. Like my phone had shuffled music and pulled something from when I was younger. And I remember being in, in the car driving and like feeling a lot of anxiety, infant in the back. And the song came out. I was like, oh, okay, this <laughs> is where I can start. This is where I can start to feel better and feel like me again. So music is true and it's powerful, but also music can be damaging. So just depending on how you, what you're listening to, but that's with everything, you know, I try to tell people you have to be intentional. Yep. Yep. (laughs) No, it's, it's so true. Cause like you hear that and before you really go deep on what that word even means, you're like, oh, it's so woo woo or whatever people say. And you're like, no, but what is intentional? Like it's a practice. It's something you have to work on. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. It's hard because you realize that you won't, and you'll be in, you'll end up by yourself. When you're intentional, you don't have a whole crowd of people no. around you. Mm-mm. No, you do not. No. I used to play soccer too. So I'll go kick the ball around with my kiddos. Like that is the one thing that brings me so much joy that I kind of refound again, but I don't kick the ball like I used to. I'm a little sore <laughs> the next it's day. It's okay. <laughs> but we had our time. It's okay. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With 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 that also about um, you know, remembering to do things that you enjoy. Like if you had a passion when you were young, say that you knew that you wanted to do something, if you have the ability to do that, please strive for that goal and do it. Mm-hmm. Because you had that thought mm-hmm. for a reason. Yep. Yeah, that's so true. Mm-hmm. It, it's so true. And it's coming back and it's knocking at the door again. It's like Let's let's go. It's see talking to you, right? Exactly. And I that's it was Michael Basin also. So I had therapy, and you know who Michael Basin is—the radio personality. No, he he was on. This is okay. This was back in two thousand five, two thousand six. So it's a very long time ago, right? Yeah. And um, he would be a radio personality. I listened to on the way home from work, and he will always talk about following your dreams and passions, and don't get stuck behind that desk job making somebody else wealthy. And having that, along with therapy, along with music, along with finding myself again, all just came together at the right time. Yeah. When it comes to moms that are not utilizing cannabis and are interested in it, how would you recommend recommend a mom that's depressed or postpartum or not feeling so great? How would you recommend she start utilizing cannabis to alleviate that depression, sadness? Education is first. Okay. And understanding the reasons, um, I guess you can't really understand the reasons why she's feeling the way she is. I would start with trusting someone that you know. Okay. First, if you're not comfortable with just going out to a dispensary or getting your card, um, someone that's a really, really close friend who knows or has education about cannabis or do some research to learn what it is and figure out, um, 
I, I microdose. I'm just saying I microdose, but I don't know how to say that with a, with a new person. I start out by not microdosing. I use edibles, but I didn't care for gummies, so I didn't want to take gummies, and that's why I started my bakery. So that's what I say. Find something that you enjoy. Ask someone to infuse it for you at low dosages and just try small dosages. Make sure you're journaling when you're trying these small dosages. Yep. If you don't want to try THC cannabis, there's other cannabinoids you can try that still do the same thing. You just don't get the high feeling. So you could try like uh, sublingual oils. I don't say tinctures because tinctures are alcohol based, but you could get mm-hmm. oils uh, infused with MCT oil. If you have a coconut allergy, you could do avocado oil, you know. Yeah. I'm microdose, and that was the best thing for me to help me alleviate um, my stress and anxiety. Um, I didn't have cannabis when I was in postpartum depression, so I don't know how to refer in that sense. But the important thing to do is to microdose. Don't just jump out there and take large dosages. You can have someone blow you a shotgun. That's a way to start. You can have someone make you something infused that you enjoy. I always say make it a dessert item because it could be like a nightcap, you know, right after dinner. Um, And then you could sleep well through the night and wake up nice and refreshed. Um, Always the oils. You could do um, soaps. You could do aromatherapy if you don't want to ingest anything. It's so many ways to ingest. I hotboxed my bathroom when I couldn't smoke. So that's another way that you can do it. Most people don't know about that, but it still works just like if you're in a car. Um, have the hot shower running, and yeah. that also helps clear you out. Yeah. Um, there's other herbs you can also introduce to your life that's not cannabis-based that also help with those mm-hmm. things, too. So it's just important to understand that you have options other than what a doctor may tell you to do, like with a pill. Yeah. Because there's plenty of things you could probably just go right outside in your yard and get to use also for anxiety yeah. and depression. And that will just kind of kickstart slowing down, becoming introspective, maybe being a little more creative and start that process of like going down that road of thinking about things, right? For, for postpartum depression, I had to realize that I was having an issue. But to me, it didn't happen until I had a breakdown. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I have the okay. twins yep. and I couldn't keep up with my milk supply. And everything I had, daycare running, selling, took off uh, three weeks <laughs> For work after I had Ooh. twins, okay? Yeah. So it was a lot going on with me at that time that put me into that depression, but I didn't know that I was having the depression until I broke down and yeah. I had to ask for help. So for any mom that is going through a situation and she's feeling sad, please ask for help. That would yeah. be my first thing to do. Not even thinking about cannabis. Tell your spouse, your best friend, your parent, whomever you talk to that you need support and you need help. That's a good first step. I remember the first time I sat down with my husband because I didn't even know how to describe how I was feeling. I just knew I was not feeling like me. I was starting to feel weird because postpartum really started for me when I was more sleep deprived because my son was a great sleeper in the beginning, my youngest son. And then all of a sudden after four months, because I felt great. I was like, what even is postpartum? Like, what are people (laughs) even talking about? Like, this is great. I feel great. I'm back to running again. Like I'm eating clean because when I was pregnant, I was so sick that all I ate was carrot cake and pasta. So Mm. it was great to be eating like and keeping it down. Uh, And then it just crept up. And having that conversation with just my husband first, I didn't even know what to say. But he was so understanding to like helping me figure it out. And we threw around the idea of cannabis, but I was still breastfeeding and I just I was being really careful and I I didn't do anything. I started using cannabis just for sleep towards the end of 
me, my struggle with postpartum because it helped me get to sleep, kind of like what you were saying earlier, like rolling a joint at the end of the day. And that's when I started to feel better. Um, but sleep de- deprivation just knocked me completely right. out of the gas. Yeah. That's another reason why I came back. And this is, again, years after I had postpartum depression, I kind of just dealt with it and, and went back into my self-care routine, what I learned before, you know, just going back outside, taking care of me again and not letting it overwhelm my life and asking for help was the first thing I needed to do. When you were talking about also the nauseousness and vomiting mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. pregnancy, I also I suffer from hyperemesis. Hyper- yeah. Look, yeah. that mm-hmm. is the worst thing ever. And ever. any any mother going through that needs cannabis. I wish I did because it would have beat going to the freaking ER every couple of weeks getting an IV and it's exactly. expensive and the car ride up is a 40 minute drive where I'm, you know, all the way up. And I missed almost a whole summer of my then six, he was six at the time. Like I missed the whole summer with him because I was in bed because I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink, couldn't keep it down. Like, yeah. yeah. Probably similar to what you had, and yeah, oh, oh, delicious yeah. food that you make too. You couldn't even eat it. <laughs> you can do. You can eat ice, and that's the one thing that pregnant women want is ice. You couldn't even. Well, you could eat it. You just didn't keep it down. I yeah. ended up having to be hospitalized, and then had to be in home care with a pick line, yeah, which then oh, gave me a blood clot. So <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. But I'm I'm happy that um, the medical field is opening. Mm-hmm. up more mm-hmm. to cannabis, especially nurses. They're like number one advocates for uh, pregnant women in cannabis. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. so important. We just have to learn what was hidden from us for over 400 years, you know? So it's so yeah. much information out here. Well, I say 400 years, but it's really since 100 years, since like 1930s. Well, it's such a but, short time. I mean, even like how medicine has evolved and gone. Like, I remember my grandma told me that when she had my mom, she was given medication to not make milk because they thought it was bad to breastfeed at that time. What? I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah, my grandma's (laughs) 90 now, so it was however many years ago. But yeah, like the progression of just like the silliness and it's so exciting. It's so exciting that cannabis is like starting to come. And that's why that's why we're talking because we want to be that resource and break that stigma and stigma and just keep it going because it is it can be so healing for trauma, so healing for depression, postpartum, like all the things. Like it's, it's just all the things, right? But you again have to be responsible. And that's why I tell people do your research and understand what you're doing and don't just accept mm-hmm. what anyone's giving you. You have to ask questions. Um my cannabis now is so different from how I use cannabis before, because I'm not just going to be willing to, okay, let me take your edible or let me go ahead and hit the joint. I'm going to ask you, well, what is it? You know, because I want to know how it's going to affect my body Mm -hmm. and everybody's body is different. So you really have to learn. And that's why it's important to journal while you're on this cannabis journey. So you can know like what's in these terpenes or what's in this, this flower that I'm smoking that I really, really enjoy the effects it gives me. So then when you go back to dispensary or when you look up, but online, you can find that profile and know, well, this will work for me. And I think that is very, very important. And this is why also I do this because I want people to understand that you can cannabis and love it and have a wonderful life and not feel like you can't move forward and be yep. sluggish, you know? Because yeah, exactly. I was in both places and I, I can see the difference. I'm I'm living the difference. So, Well, just the journaling piece alone, it's the only way you're going to learn because there's thousands of strains. And if you go to a different state, then you add a couple more in there. And then <laughs> I mean, the only way you're going to know yourself and know your body. And that's what I love about cannabis is it's like the gateway into knowing yourself better. Like you can, yeah. you work on things you find how to reduce anxiety that 
like helps progress your day that much better. I mean, again, none of it's a Band-Aid. It's all meant to help you know your body and just have the best days because that's what we're supposed to do. Well, we can't, though, because society is so difficult for people to live. And while our community suffers so bad, it's because we're self-medicating every day from trauma. And and then, you know, you get criminalized because of that trauma. Then, like my husband, we're still trying to rebound from his uh, probation that he was on last year. Because when we were on vacation, he indulged in cannabis. He came back to work and got a random done and tested positive. So he was on a 90-day unpaid suspension. And he's literally on a now almost four year probation left now. Oh, and this wow. is and this is a legal state. Like he's in DC. So it's it's been yeah. legal in DC for a while now. Yeah. But because it's federal government, like mm-hmm. they contract with the federal government, so they still go by the federal government guidelines. And it's nonsense. Yeah. But for yeah. me, we we were able to, you know, survive that. But think about people who can't. Yeah. That yeah. that tears That's families true. down. Like the criminalization of cannabis has affected everybody in various ways, not just your health. It's affected the world, like our environment. It's just so much. So I'm yeah. here to help repair the damage. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah, we're, we're here to fix it. We're here to talk about it. We're here to spread more education because I found that the toughest critics on me for having a podcast about cannabis are the ones that don't know anything about cannabis and probably should listen to the podcast because they <laughs> they have this vision of me as a mom that I'm just like on the couch watching Paw Patrol eating my kids snacks. Now, when I get too high at the end of the night, sure, I'll eat some fruit <laughs> roll ups and stuff because they taste extra good. Uh, but I, I'm so much more active. I'm running around. I'm I feel better. I can play harder. Like I just, yeah, it's, it's a difference. It's, it's a huge difference now. Well, that's why I also say about knowing the cannabinoids because, mm-hmm. um, I use CBG. Like I love CBG and no one really speaks. Well, I think they're starting to talk about CBG now, but I'm trying to mm-hmm. educate adults like yeah. CBG y'all. It is such an amazing medicine for you what to just do? keep your battery going. Okay. Yeah. What, what about CBG is different from CBD or THC or any of the other cannabinoids and terpenes and everything? Like, what about CBG is so beneficial? Well, it gives you all the same benefits because it's the mother of the cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. She is the foundation. So there you have it. The foundation, of, well, if it's positive, it's great. But no, <laughs> no, but but she is anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety, um, pain reliever, um. But for me, it doesn't make me feel like I'm ready to take a nap. Exactly. That's what I struggle with, too, because I think because I'm just always like feeling that tiredness go, going, going. Now, I don't have six kids. I only have two, but <laughs> I, I get a little tired at the end of the day. And I feel like if I do the wrong thing, it'll put me down. And I'll want to fall asleep or I'll go right. dirty when the kids go to bed, you know. Yeah. Um, when you use CBG, you, you use those in your treats or using everything THC everything or are you making like more CBD kind of treats what do you bake I don't really I don't make many CBD treats unless someone asks for them but well I blend I do blend um in some things but not treats I use you know I make everything I have topicals oils uh soap uh, I, I have a new lube too a lubrication okay. um tea blends smokable blends and I use various herbs. I, I think anyone who smokes should definitely include mullein in their diet for smoking because uh, just sprinkle some on there with your J. It just helps with your lungs and mucus clear out. So I've learned herbs because 
well, I garden now. I'm I'm a, a registered farm in my townhouse, which is only twelve hundred square feet. But I learned that you don't have to be have very much to register. So I did that, and we're a licensed farm. I use the herbs that we grow to blend with what we make. So once you once you go through the journey of learning, I, well, I guess it depends on the person because I'm a plant lover, right? So yeah. because I'm a plant lover and flower lover, this is my path and this is my journey, you know? And I, I just was interested to learn more about herbs and I went to garden and stuff like that. So I realized that you could blend and have amazing benefits with blending. So what is the benefit of putting herbs in a joint or a bowl that you're smoking out of? Because I know the common thought is, well, anytime you're smoking, it's bad for your lungs. So that's well, only yeah, that's only relation to tobacco. That's a that's good real point. talk right here. Yeah, no, that's a good point because lots of people in my life have been concerned with the smoke, and they're like, "Well, you're still inhaling it. There's smoke going through through it and into your lungs." And but then the herbal piece, how are you getting benefits through smoking it? I know putting it on topically and everything, but like smoking an herbal blend with your joint. What benefits does that do? Are you getting the same benefits as if you were to steep it in tea? Yes, it's the same yeah. benefits. It's just faster. Yeah. <laughs> um, but aside from that, um, there's a study that has been done with cannabis smoke, and it does not harm your lungs. So that's a fact. It doesn't have to be debunked. Anyone can look it up and read it themselves yeah. for that research. You can smoke cannabis as much as you want, and it's not going to damage your lungs. Yeah. You heard it here. <laughs> it's just tobacco that does it. So that's why I make it very clear and why I was so against cannabis being with alcohol and tobacco commission in Maryland. And I wrote all the centers I can about it and delegates to let them know how I felt about that. And they actually have their own commission now starting July 1. So they're not going to be with alcohol and tobacco, which they shouldn't be because cannabis is an herb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just mixing all those other herbs with it, too. I've recently gotten into that. Um, there was a company that I bought herbs that you can do tea, you can put it in your bath, you can smoke it, just multifunctional. And it's actually helped a lot. It's like a subtle little bit, but I, I'm really enjoying it. And the taste of it, too, when you're smoking it with floral stuff in there, too. Yes, girl. Nice. I tell people, yeah. my husband, well, I roll him because he can't take THC, so he gets CBG and lavender and Millian mm-hmm. J's. I roll for him. Um, but when I was going through my thyroidectomy, thyroidectomy recovery, I had um, surgery and I was, I had, I had cancer. I, didn't know, I had the big C. This is one thing I said, I, ugh. so yeah. I had cancer and I had to have surgery and I couldn't um, smoke or drink mm-hmm. like yeah. much stuff. So, yeah. well, I, I could drink, but not <laughs> like through a straw. I had to be like thick liquids. So that's when I hot box. But as soon as I got to go ahead to start drinking liquids, well, then liquids again, yeah. I was just drinking my teas. Yeah. Yeah. With the honey, infused honey, infused tea, and that helped me heal my body. And I honestly believe that my ter- return to cannabis helped to push the cancer out. Yeah, I believe that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I believe oh, yeah. it fully. I, I, I'm a living witness and I tell people all the time because if I didn't, it had just been dormant and it could spread throughout my body. Yeah. Oh, wow. So do you think it's something that you'll never be able to stop cannabis? I'm never going to stop. Cannabis. I mean, if I want to, if I, <laughs> yeah. and it's so funny you said it because when I was younger, you know, Tupac listening to Tupac and stuff back in the day, yeah. I didn't say I smoke weed today, I die. Yep. And, then, and then when I stopped smoking, I was like, dang, I said I smoke smoke weed today, I die. <laughs> and it's so funny because here I am, and I'm really going to be smoking till the day I die. I am too. 
I am too. Or ingesting in some part. Like I've been really big on CBD lately too, just for like joints and feeling better. Yeah, I I will too. It's like it's another it's another supplement. Like you, it's another supplement. I tell people just blend. Like you say, you found the love of blending, and it, it does so many amazing things. Um, and it, when you just use the plants, you don't have to worry about the chemicals and stuff because it's just right outside. It's your your own grow your own. That's the whole right. thing. Hashtag grow your own, right? Yeah, grow yeah. your own. That's fun too, though. I I kill all my plants. It's like the inside joke of this family. Like I'll bring home a basil plant, and they're like, "When are you gonna kill that one, Ma?" Like, it's but, okay. <laughs> I can like, have like all those. It'd be fun. I'm like thinking. I'm envisioning like like an herb garden. Yes. Next week. Look, I, everybody kills plants. Don't feel bad. <laughs> I kill plants too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for for all the baking. Um, where where can everyone find your bakery? Do you you're at the farmers markets? Um, can you order online? You can order online. Um, I'm only allowed to ship in Maryland. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But you can order online. I'm shriveltreats.com because I'm still a cottage food business, but I am working on getting a, a kitchen licensing so that I can be able to expand further. Um, yeah. I also have a wellness shop that teaches women about self-care and wellness and for family management recipes and all those wonderful things are on weirdsurviving.com. I started that website COVID year because mm-hmm. I journaled the whole COVID year that my kids homeschooled and uh, made a book out of it. So I just created a whole website and oh, that's amazing. And um, it's just geared to wellness and self-care. What kind of problems can women come to you with that you'll help them through? Huh, anything that I have experience with, which is yeah. a lot of things, yeah. yes. truthfully. Childhood trauma, overcoming trauma, rape. I've been raped when I was 17 and I didn't talk about till I was 30 years old. Mm. Um, stress, parenting. Um, how do you say this? Understanding that it's okay to be you. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. we have so much pressure from society of what they think or what society in thinks that we should be. And I try to teach women to love being their authentic selves mm. because you shouldn't be walking around looking like the next person. You should always look like yourself and your ancestors. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's so it's such a simple statement, but it's so powerful because it's hard to do. Especially when you feel so lost through motherhood at times and or just even in life, but keep coming back to that you. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing about finding love for yourself, though. So when you go through this journey, once you find love for yourself, then you will always have that love for yourself and no one can tell you differently. I love that. Is that what keeps you powering through everything that life? Every day. (laughs) Yeah. I love myself. Fully and completely. No one comes before me. I tell my husband and the kids that. Yeah. That's a great example. That's a great example for them to have. Because that's how we all should be walking through life. And it makes life that much better. And it really taps into like your your potential. Like you've overcome so much and now you're doing your passion. You love cooking. That is your craft. And you are doing that every day. And that's every day. Even with the kids, I love being with children too. I'm a mentor now as well. So everything that I've aspired to do when I was living in my struggle every day, I'm doing. Yeah. 
I love you're you're a true hero. I mean, what an example of overcoming and just staying true to yourself and finding yourself again. Finding myself. It's like you know how people say like being intentional. For I, all my life, I've been intentional. I just didn't know why, and now looking mm-hmm. back, I can see why. And I just encourage all young people to be intentional with what you want to do in your path. Stop listening to what other people tell you to do. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about for my my sons growing up with all the social media and how much distraction there is because I'm already seeing that. I mean, every yeah. kid's birthday we go to this year is Minecraft or Roblox and it's like every kid's doing the same thing and it's like how do we kind of move away from that and be intentional with our time and not just passing the time, you know. Yeah. That's, that's you just got to keep talking to them, you know. Yeah. I, I tell what well, we've been so used to being lied to is our parents lied to us all the time growing up. I decided, um, not with my younger child, because again, things were much different with me, excuse me, my oldest child. It was a different parenting style that he had from how I am now because, you know, he he was with me through my whole transition period. Yeah. So the right, so he's he's dealt with a lot, and I've had to apologize to my son for many things. As I was an abusive mom, he used to get whoopings and all that stuff. Yeah, and the younger kids they don't they don't experience that at all, you know. Mm -hmm. So with the younger kids, even with my oldest, he don't really listen much anymore. But Mm -hmm. the younger, I just talk to him openly. I'm not really like um, I don't sugarcoat stuff. I just say how it is, and it sometimes can be very blunt. But I feel like being honest is the best. I fully agree. I fully agree. Because I feel like as a kid, you're always like, well, why? And they're like, because I said so, or because it's, <laughs> it's too too adult of a topic for you, or you're not going to understand. And I've kind of taken a similar approach like you. Like, I'm just going to be as open as I can for what he can handle at his age, or maybe not even handle. Maybe I push it a little bit. But yeah. it is like the open dialogue I have with him already and the emotional intelligence he has. Like, we've just talked to him like an adult. His, yeah. spend his whole life and it's made a difference it yeah. does make a difference because you realize well through daycare i realized it's like everyone has their own personality right but they're like people too they're just little yeah. people just little they're people. just little yeah. people i call my little people and yeah. i love it because they are my little people and we just talk we have conversation even my youngest that i have in care right now yeah. <laughs> she blossoms every day yeah. but you wouldn't even think that she's almost three years old because we're just having straight conversations about everything yeah. like because i've exposed her to everything right yeah. I tell people yeah. do that to your children. Don't limit them. Listen yeah. to them and really hear them. Um, they're yeah. gonna tell you exactly what they want to do. Like might be not being disrespectful because you know kids will test your hand, but well, just really listen you. to yeah. them and let them follow their passions. One more question that I had actually that okay. I forgot to ask you. What is your favorite bakery treat to make with THC in it? Like like a the high banana tea. pudding. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, oh. It is so good. I mean, but the thing is, all of them are really, really good, and you don't really taste the bud, so you just keep yeah. eating it. And I tell people, depending on the dose, you just can't keep eating it. So I do I do basically set them at 50 for people who don't know their own dosage and tell them to still microdose with that for people who don't know. Yeah. But my absolute favorite is the banana pudding. It is bomb, bomb. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that's really good. good. Yeah. Um, the best sellers are cookies, though, because everybody wants cookies. Everyone's one. Yeah. Can't yeah. go with cookies. Yeah. When it comes to resources that you recommend to moms just trying out cannabis or maybe using it for the first time or if they're interested in it or even more seasoned moms, like where do you go to learn more yourself and to find more information or keep up with news? The very first, well, well, 
Charlotte. Follow Charlotte Fiji. She's passed away now, but her story and her family was what brought me to be really interested in the science of cannabis. Okay. So you could do that. And I think those documentaries are maybe found on YouTube from CNN. Google her name. Then you'll also, um, there's a documentary, this wonderful documentary called The Evolution of Cannabis. Okay. Um, that is a really, really good one too. And it's informative to teach you again the science of cannabis because I think that's important. Um, for books, I did purchase um, a medical marijuana. Um, it's a book I think I got off Amazon. Also purchased the Cannabis Reference Manual by the Green Life Learning Center. Okay. And this is someone who's local to um, my, she's from D.C. Oh, and okay. she's amazing. And her her manual was very informative for me. And that's how I first learned about CBG. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. So um, okay. I don't really, I don't really, I don't. <sighs> I don't refer influencers or people on social media because to me, they just want to be high and I don't, I don't do that. So when I say I can't, it's different. I don't encourage just being high. I encourage understanding your why. I love that. We may have gotten a little bit high, but we're in the living room. (laughs) It's over there right now. Yeah. 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 I think it's really important because, you know, we all, we all want to be high because, you know, we're self-medicating for our trauma. But when you dig into yourself and deal with yourself, then you're really not going to be looking for that. You just want to be healthy and sane. You said some really wonderful things throughout this whole podcast. And I really appreciate your insight and being so vulnerable and open about what you've been through because that's not none of that is easy to talk about. And like it's just a testament to like you and all the work you did and just owning who you are and just being you and celebrating that. And I think that's just such a wonderful example for all of us to look to, especially. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on here. Yeah. I I had to work up my courage to find my public voice. Oh my God. I did. Cannabis helps with that too, though. So you can let people know for social anxiety. Cannabis helps with that as well. It really does though. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. I might have done the same thing before this too. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and you being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I had. Do me a favor, pass this on to three more mamas that need to hear this information or that just need an uplifting, positive conversation to listen to in their day. It takes a village. It takes a tribe and we all need to be there for each other. And this is just one small way that we can help our fellow mama next to us. I am busy over here having more interviews, putting out more content. And if you are looking for more, head over to mamachillclub.com and sign up for the Mama Mary newsletter. It is a newsletter that will go out once a week that will be more content around mamas and cannabis. If you're looking for more head there. Otherwise, stand by for the next episode. We have some really awesome stuff coming out. Thanks again for being here. I'm Elizabeth with Mama Chill Club, and we'll see you on the next one. This episode is sponsored by Mana Supply Medical Cannabis Dispensary, a premier hub for cannabis, wellness, and community. Whether you're new or already a friend of cannabis, their staff is happy to guide you through the journey and offers free patient consultations. Mana has two convenient locations in Middle River and Edgewater, Maryland. While you do need a Maryland medical card to access their THC-containing products, they also carry a full stock of hemp and CBD that do not require a medical card. Make sure to give them a follow on Instagram at mana.maryland, that's M-A-N-A dot Maryland, 
and click on the link in their bio to see their full menu and calendar of events, including field festivals, meditation Mondays, monthly educational webinars, and more. You can also place a pre-order on their website, manasupply.com, M-A-N-A-S-U-P-P-L-Y.com, and their Edgewater location even offers a drive through option. When you visit Mana, make sure to mention Mama Chill Club and you'll receive a 25% discount as a new patient or a $5 off stackable coupon as a returning patient.